Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me, as always, is Loki Lou. Yeah. I mean, wait. Loki, like I keep things low key, or Loki, like you're about to like banish me because no, I'm not low key, okay low, low hyphen key. Okay, cool. You're low key. Okay, cool. Like as long as you keep things low key. key. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that gets L O K I. You want to be L O K I? No, no. Okay. I do want his hair, though. I do want his hair. And you know what? The cape. Okay, maybe, maybe I want to be him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. One hundred eighty degree thought in the first thirty seconds. <laughs> um, and today with us we have a special guest. We have a specialist. His name is Andrew. Andrew makes a lot of money on Fiverr, and we're going to talk about Fiverr today and how any tips and advice Andrew has found to help you grow a mixing business on Fiverr. If that is something that interests you, stick around for the episode. Andrew's got some good tips. So how are you doing today, Andrew? I'm doing well. Glad to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks Uh for joining us. So tell us, Andrew, tell us about your experience on Fiverr. How long have you been doing it? When did it start? What all Um, is Fiverr? Yeah, what is it? What services you provide? Just give us all the lowdown. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so first of all, for people who don't know, Fiverr is just like a a website for freelancers to post up any of their services that they want to provide. And um, I have my mixing and mastering services up there. And... um, I've been on it since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I just thought that I wasn't going to be able to meet up with people in real life. And so I had to find a way to get some work online. So I got on there. Um, Took a few months to get the ball rolling, but... I want to talk about those first few months because I'm pretty sure... I don't want to just gloss over them because those are the most important parts. But we'll talk about it later. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just do a quick little summary. Um, Yeah, I've been on there. Uh, Once that ball was rolling... It's been rolling ever since, and uh, it's it's a really good experience. 
Overall, I'm really enjoying my experience on there. And and like what Lou said, what is what is Fiverr for Fiverr? those that don't know? Um, yes, it's a. It's not like a high five, right? No, no, it's not yeah. a guy who gives high fives. Um, <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice at the high end fiver? of the job. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, is Fiverr the name of that dude, and he's just high. Right? High fiver. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a website for freelancers to post up their services, and then um, people can look for whatever that they need, and then hire the person providing that service. And you could charge up to. Or as low as a dollar for for your service, but um, I don't recommend that. Yeah, that's highly not recommendable. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we got that point out of the way. Yeah, just um, making sure. Yeah. So that's that's what Fiverr is. Very uh, in a very short description. Cool. Okay, cool. Huh? Like, uh, if you don't mind me asking, like, yeah. what is Fiverr's? I guess overall demographic. Do you see like a lot of uh, music-based services being offered, or like, what well, what have you seen? Like, how did you end up on Fiverr? So, um, yeah, you could literally find like a ton of different services from uh, like cooking recipes to. I mean, we graphic design is on there. <laughs> yeah, website graphic design, design, SEO services yeah. on there, and more like work for hire type stuff. Yeah, okay, gotcha. I was about to say like recipes, really. Yeah, <laughs> so like, can people somebody can, like, teach me how to make tom yum seafood soup? Yeah, medium spicy. So there are some websites where they use uh, brands and websites that they use Fiverr as their place for their market. So like, they really? sell PDFs, oh, yeah. like the recipes. They'll sell PDFs on Fiverr. Yeah. So it's kind of like within that vein of stuff. What's another one? Gumroad. Um, Gumroad does that where you can sell courses on there. Oh, like okay. I think Fiverr you can sell courses question mark. Um I, I seen people like teach lessons on there, but Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's like lessons know. and not so much courses. Yeah. Like Gumroad has a built in thing where you can put in online lessons. Oh. Hmm. Um but uh Fiverr is really good. The one thing I will say that is different from something like Soundbutter, other than l- the lack of a specific industry is uh, Fiverr is also known to be an affordable option. Yep. So it's kind of targeted for more, if you're Cost a stay-at-home stay yeah. mom, if you're doing this part-time or you're a hobbyist that you want to make some money on the cash, then do this. Uh, this is not like a high-level place uh, necessarily, yeah. necessarily, but it, there's still a lot of high-level stuff on there. I like um, this. Another offering relative to sound uh not sound better or sound better is, is your own thing which Lou you could talk about a little bit later um upwork.com yeah. is something similar oh, but yeah, upwork is them. a little bit more like service based so like you can hire lawyers it's more of like a per hour agreement um i've hired uh virtual assistants on there vAs as well through upwork really cheap for because you can hire someone with an mba in india for like 10 15 bucks now yeah <laughs> so it's like so upwork is a really great option as well but fiverr is more like you have a product it's it's a work for hire type situation mm-hmm. it's really great actually it is I'm um, not gonna lie, but that I feel really bad saying that sounds really appealing. Yeah, and, and it's also like <laughs> I want to pay people more, but like wow. <laughs> and you can tip them, and they have like higher end packages, and it takes a little bit of time. From what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you're allowed to charge a lot from the get go. Yeah, f- f- Fiverr, right? Yeah, yeah, mostly because um, yeah, just generally the rates are pretty low on there, and like you're working with people from all over the world, and so. Uh, like where the currency is just worth a little less, um, in those countries, like they might, you know, think like a hundred bucks is a lot for something. So competing with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Competing with, I mean, with your neighbor. Yeah. Cause it was, it's funny. Like, uh, since you put it like that, that's actually really true. I was, uh, I was talking to my parents today about, you know, uh, uh, buying property and all that. Yeah. And, uh, we were comparing, uh, wages 
in different areas. So yeah. I told him about a house I found in Ohio uh, that that caught my attention. Five bedrooms, four bathrooms, huge backyard, pool, everything, $250,000, freshly built, nothing renovated, like all brand new on 7,000 square feet of land. Damn. In Los Angeles, $250,000 <laughs> gets you an apartment with no ownership. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's insane because now that you mention it, like that actually is really smart on Fiverr's end to, yeah. to have you start off cheap because- mm-hmm. At the minimum wage in Ohio, I think last I checked was like six dollars. What? Yeah. So, wow. um, just saying, maybe a hundred dollars a mix is a lot of money. Yeah. For some depending on who it is, yeah, I mean, yeah. think about that. Like again, like I said, fifteen dollars an hour for someone with an MBA mm-hmm. out of yeah. India. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it really might be. Yeah. Um, and I think that they do that as well. So like you can actually get clients because I know Fiverr is very review heavy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you have a lot of reviews, which I'm sure that you could talk about, let's talk about yeah. that. Let's, yeah. So how I do think the reviews work there? Um, so they, so, um, once you finish the project or when someone hires you to, you know, for whatever service you have, um, in my case, it's mixing and mastering. Once, once the project's done, um, five, Fiverr just has a really good system for like how you should communicate with your clients. Um, and so they, they rate you on just like, uh, like your, uh, your on-time delivery and, um, how well you respond to messages and, um, how, how much orders you've completed. And so it's so, not just one overall rating, you yeah. have ratings based on. Yeah. And so the, so your client can rate you, uh, from one to five stars on just like communication or like your on-time delivery or, um, just like how well they're satisfied with your, and with how many reviews did it take for you to start like. For really for like the marketing normal. and for the branding, where Fiverr took over and and before you kind of like had enough reviews, where the work started coming in on its own. Um, I think uh, when I hit around like ten reviews, because um, like w- w- one of the things that you have to do, because they also have like a level system. Um, you start from like a new seller to level one seller to level two to top seller, and um, one of the requirements was to get your first 10 orders in before you can move up from new seller to first level one seller. And so, um, pretty much when I became a level one seller, uh, I think that's when I started to get more clients and just through the algorithm. Yeah. Just through the algorithm. So also another thing, so it wasn't people you were reaching out to. Yeah. So, so it's really important. This is another, this, I guess it's like a tip or advice for people who want to get on there but it's really important to just have a really strong profile um just have like your descriptions really well written and then you also want to just have like a nice video of yourself kind of explaining and talking about who you are um and and because uh the way to the way to get the most clients is to like appeal to whoever uh, lands on your page and so fiverr kind of gives everyone like an opportunity to appear on the uh on the front page of like whatever category you're in. And, and once you're on the front page, um, people are, there's going to be a lot of traffic coming towards you. And so as long as your profile is strong, um, you're bound to get some clients. Yeah. Convert them into paying, paying ones. So let's talk about your first 10. I assume you had to reach out to people and ask some friends or already, already clients to hire you through Fiverr once just to get the ball rolling? Um, yeah, I thought about that, but I actually didn't do it. <laughs> so how did the first 10 come? Um, honestly, I made my I made my profile um, and I just kind of left it up there and I, and I just knew that this was just going to take time to develop, so I wasn't really like anticipating too much and um, luckily like people saw my profile and they listened to my samples and they really liked it and so they started hitting me up. So they trusted you with like no reviews, very few reviews. Yeah. 
that's amazing. And that's because you had a professional profile. Yeah, yeah. And you had good samples. Yeah. And let's talk about this. Um, uh, and I'm sure your prices are different now, as we talked about previously. Uh-huh. But uh, what did you first start off charging? Just so, to get the ball rolling. Uh-huh. So you have like three different tiers. Um, and for the first one... So you um, can upsell. Yeah. And so my first like pack tier was like just the mas- mastering package. And I was charging 20 bucks for a master. And then uh, my standard was like a hundred bucks for like a mix that contains up to sixteen stems, and then um, one fifty for like a more premium mix that consists of up so to like thirty six stems. For your first ten, was it all mastering gigs or was it all? It was like, mostly uh, mixing gigs. Really? Yeah. yeah. So people were willing to pay a hundred bucks without reviews on your profile. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's that's surprising, yeah. Did I, you have a platform before? Do people know you on the internet from something else? No. Or, this is just... Like, just I, yeah. and, and for lack of a better way of saying it, I say this like respectfully, uh-huh. some random kid that they found on the internet that they decide to trust. Yeah, basically, uh, I had... I don't have any big credits or anything. I just got up on there. People just liked my samples. And so you're saying that anybody that's listening to the podcast that's interested in doing this professionally could do the same anyone, thing? Anyone, yeah. So Everybody, go make a fiver. So <laughs> what's real? the difference, though? Like... I don't, I've heard a lot of people try Fiverr and uh-huh. sound better in different things. Yeah. And only a few people, like only a handful of people out of everyone that I've heard try yeah. actually does anything out of it. Uh-huh. What What makes you so special in this case? Like, why did you, were you able to get your first 10? Were you, were you just super consistent? Like what um, made it? Yeah, I think, I think it's were just. Were any of them repeat on the first 10? Um, yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, one guy came back for another master. Um, but I, th- I think it's because, like, uh, of the way that I set up, like, my, um, the like, the video that I have on my profile. I think I did, like, one of those videos where I talked to the camera. Um, and so I think something about that just kind of showed my personality and people just kind of, uh, you know, thought that I, I have a personality in a way where they would be willing to work with. You know um, what? I think if I saw a video of you, I think I'd trust you too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're just a trusting type of person. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Is that I'm just saying man. like, when you hear, when you hear him talk, like he doesn't sound like, uh, I don't know. He sounds sketchy. I, I see Lou looking at me and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't DK know if I can trust right now guy. like he's about to mug me down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm teasing. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, well, I think professionality and even uh-huh. like, I hate to say it like, like this but like punctuation when you're writing your bio yeah like, like that's huge oh yeah yeah oh yeah so yep like, I, I look for that too like, like put down your periods like I, actually use punctuation i've like. actually hired people in the past to write my like intro bio uh because uh i fully believe that how people how you present yourself at first is so important definitely that if it, they have to read it yeah it better be the best written way it, like you better get very concise to the point in about four to five sentences. Uh-huh. And I'm, I, I just never was good in English class. <laughs> I, I know that's one yeah. of my flaws. Math, hey guys, ask me free-floating math and we got this. Whoa. But, <laughs> but ask me to write a report and it's going to sound like ADHD on paper. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's one of those things where um, I think being concise is really important, which I'm sure that you yeah. know. And uh, I do think that just even if you don't hire someone, even if you don't go out of your way and do something super, like you can do something super uh, superficial, like like really brag about yourself, go on and on. Yeah. I, I think there goes into like the 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 story of it's not about you, it's about the client. You're helping the client. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not the hero in the story, right? Yeah, yeah. So and how that's written, but I would say even just doing the bare minimum, 
things are capitalized. There's punctuation marks. You've spelled your right every mm-hmm. time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> anything with apostrophes, uh, you just make it look professional. Capitalize the right thing. And yep. full, complete sentences. Like, honestly, you'd be surprised <laughs> how many people can't do this stuff without. Or forget to put the comma after the word but. Yeah, like anything. And not starting sentences with but. Yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that. Or and. Just like basic elementary Seriously. school stuff. Because uh, I look for that, I look for that um, even when clients message me. Because there's times when people would just hit me up and say something like, Hey bro, can you make the sound better? Yeah, see, I actually do that all the time. Uh, I'm not telling anybody here that's ever worked with me. I'm judging your emails, but low key, I'm judging Lou, your emails. Low key, Lou is judging your emails. Um, <laughs> if you write to me and it just says "sup, bro," and I've never gotten an email from you before. I'm questioning you immediately. Yep. <laughs> I may go as far if it's on Instagram. I may go as far as reporting your account for spam. Wow! <laughs> no, 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 no joke. I got a text the other day, and somebody saw the text come in, and it's like, "Sup, bro? Where you at?" And like, it's <laughs> it's a number that's not on my phone. There's no previous messages. I looked up like phone call history on it. There was no phone call history, and they looked at me. They're like, "Is this how people talk to you?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> At least nobody I actually talk to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a respect factor, like being able to put in the thought and the effort and, yeah. and the intellect using your actual brain. How about yeah. that? Yeah, like say like, hey, my name is so-and-so. Uh, yep. I got your number from so-and-so or whatever website. I uh, wanted to see if you had a minute to talk. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more – I know it's annoying and it's tedious to do so, but it shows that you put in effort. Yeah. yeah. You put in the effort – and, and thus, honor. You and, are honoring the other person. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you actually get a better end result when communication is there. Oh, like, I sure. feel like if anybody, if I ever reach out to somebody with all the respect in the world that I can give and they've never met me, I just want to make sure that, hey, um, I'd love to talk to you. I appreciate uh, what you've done in the past and I'd like to work with you. Uh, hit me up whenever you get a chance. Yeah. I hope that they reciprocate the same way because yeah. anytime I get a message like that, I'm always like, wow, I actually want to talk to this person. Yeah. They sound nice and polite. Like, and, that not necessarily that I ask people to respect my time, but at the same time, we all deserve some level of respect, whether we have credits or not, mm-hmm. you know? So if you show respect, you receive respect. Mm-hmm. I will say there is a 100% way to get reported from me on Instagram. <laughs> Can I send you a nude and see, <laughs> no, see if that, that works? No, that too, that obviously, <laughs> but uh, sending me beats without any sort of reference or background. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. My favorite thing is to respond to emails as politely and as much of a dick as I can at the same time. Every time, if you guys ever send me beats randomly to my email, I promise you you'll get an email of this liking in the sense of, hey, I don't know why you've sent me this music at all as I did not ask for it in any way, shape, or form. Have we met before or have we done any work together? And if you respond no, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, we could talk about person before product and yeah. the importance of yeah. that, but... Yeah, don't send beats. That's Mm-mm. it's bad for you. I'm I'm definitely reporting your account. <laughs> I'm definitely uh, just gonna block you. You yeah. guys, uh, you guys get the collab bros. Yeah, uh, yeah. My favorite one was uh, I posted it on Instagram too. Shared his account and everything, just so everybody could see it. He DM me. He's like, "Sup, bro? Can you put me on?" I was like. <laughs> Wait, Who that was real? You? That wasn't sarcastic? No, that's that's my most hated thing I wait, could that ever was, receive. That's wait, I real. thought I remember you posting this, but I thought it was sarcastic. No, I thought no, it was no, like no, Danny no. texting you. No, no, no. I've This is a real random person. This is not the only time I've received it. Every time like I have something that goes well, you find the people who are trying to leech off of you. 
Um, so the funny thing is, mm. the, the number one DM I hate getting is the put me on, bros. And I'm like, why would I? I don't even know you. We've never worked together. And they always respond, well, let's work together. I'm like, it's not that fucking simple, yeah. dude. I don't know you and don't care to know you at this point. Yeah, not anymore, bro. Yeah, get on Fiverr. Get yourself a job. <laughs> yeah, for real. Sorry, we went off on a tangent, yeah. but Andrew, uh, let's it's go on It's the about importance Fiverr. about it's, presentation. Yeah. You got to present yourself right on Fiverr. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> present yourself right on the profile. Mm-hmm. Have, have, you said a video. You can add like a video. Yeah, so like I know some people, they just have like those, uh, they just kind of have like a video where they set up like um, like a little before and after of like, like a mix that they did or like they just kind of have like, yeah, just like random like title pages kind of <laughs> coming at you. Um, but I feel like just having like that video of you talking to the camera is just more personal. People get to like connect with you a little bit more and then, um, you just kind of win over a little bit more trust. And so I think that's one of the things that helped me a lot in the beginning. Just and like responsiveness that, that yeah. won me over for sure. Yeah. Nap. And responsiveness. Yeah. Like I was responding back quick. Um, communication was really good. That's amazing. Uh huh. Like, what, what else is important for those that are starting up and, and, uh, want to go well? Um, yeah, gotta, what do you think made the difference as far as like um, projects that didn't go so well and mm-hmm. what did go better? Okay, you know, like what what did you feel was the difference? Um, I mean, I think if we're talking about like technical stuff, um, of course, like projects that were like more recorded well and like the musicians played better, like those are always the ones that end up um, ending the the best, and also. On Fiverr, like you get, uh, you have a lot of people who are like, um, like hobbyist musicians or people who are like putting out their first EP or something like that, and so um, you can you'll you'll get like projects that are kind of like, um, uh, you know, not as professional, and so at a, you know at a certain point you can only make a mix so good based on what you have, and uh, sometimes like I've kind of made the mistake of um, accepting a project that I, that I thought was like kind of poorly recorded. So you have a chance to accept it or not. Yeah. So they request it and you say, hell no, bro, I'm not doing this right now. Yeah. Cause they message you and, um, or they can just go ahead and place the order before even messaging you. Oh, is that, how often does that happen? Like that, that doesn't happen as much because on my profile, I, I stated to uh, message me before placing an order. Um, but some people, they, they place the order, Anyways, um, because I like to check the stems before I approve of it, uh, approve the moving them, moving forward with the order. Because some people are really terrible at bouncing stems. <laughs> and I know. Guess where? Uh, guess where? I have a free PDF that you can send to clients. Go I'm to, guessing on dkmixes.com. I have it on dkmixes.com. I'm pretty sure I have it on mixingmusicpodcast.com, where dun, you go dun. to free stuff. Free stuff. It'll take you to my online store, and you can download a free PDF. Mm-hmm. Of how to prep your stems. It's like a full out, fleshed out thing that you can send to clients. Mm-hmm. So important. Um, yeah, because it, yeah, it, it's the worst when someone exports their stems wrong and like when you drop it into your DAW, things are just like really out of place. And- so, what about, is there some sort of like limit cap that you can set? Like, for example, mm-hmm. um, you can only take on so many projects at a time. Let's say you get a huge influx mm-hmm. of these people and you have a set time like yeah. i'm gonna return this within the next three to five days yeah if you have a huge influx of clients you're no longer able to submit everything within three to five days of order especially if you get like uh-huh. five people ordering at once yeah what what is what do you have to do at that point is there any way that you can limit the amount of orders per day or something like that yeah you can set like um like a limit but um you can always kind of communicate with the client to maybe like extend the the 
after they placed it. Yeah, and and also. Um, Hey, just letting you know, I'm a little bit backed up right now, yeah. so it's going to take more like 10 days. Yeah, and so you can kind of send in like a request to extend the due date. Um, but also like, uh, I, I would say that like I try to mix as fast as I can too. And um, the projects that I get on Fiverr are, are, are small. They're, they're like averaging like 16 stems per song. And so even if I do get like an influx, um, there hasn't really been a time when I couldn't handle it. Um, I felt I felt busy, but it was manageable. Uh-huh. Got it. Super yeah. manageable mixes. Yeah. So, what else did you do? Is there like SEO involved? Like, how did you get this right? Have you made the Fiverr part of a regular rotation as far as when you're pitching yourself to clients? Um, no, because. So you still have in person like yeah. regular clients. Yeah. With this. Yeah. One of the reason for that is because um, the rates are just so different. Like, um, like it, like. I wouldn't want to charge the rates that I charge on Fiverr if I was, you know, if I had a client that I met just through word of mouth or, you know, yeah. s- someone out in LA. I understand that notion. Yeah. Like, um, funny enough, um, my sound better rates are technically a little more expensive than my average rate okay. because of the fee structure of oh. sound Um, but if I put myself, let's say on like Groupon or something, uh-huh. I'd tell people, like, that's a one-time deal, like, no repetitive client kind of thing. Like, this is, like, if you're a first-time client, go ahead and go on Groupon. But, like, that's – I don't know if I can justify going that low every time for just anybody. Yeah. I have this thing where anybody that I offer a discount on the first time Mm -hmm. um, tend to like the mix less. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and as you notice, I said that in a way where the mix itself doesn't actually affect how much they like the mix. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's the price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so it sounds like, um, and your prices are different now. But when you charge a hundred a hundred dollars a mix, hundred six fifty dollars for a little bit more than sixteen stems, uh-huh. and or tracks, and um, mastering is like twenty twenty five. Sounds like that was the right pocket for the Fiverr demographic. Yeah, to start off with. Yeah. Um, I would say like that starting rate was actually like probably like a tiny bit above like the average price too, because um, people are on their like doing fifty dollar mixes. Like I, I would look into some of these other engineers, and they, they would they would be located in L.A. and um, like other big cities, but um, still having rates as low as like fifty dollars per song. And so that was that was interesting. Um, oh yeah, I've seen yeah. That. So uh, just like they DK do get. I mean, I've, I've done fifty dollars mixes before when I was yeah. like first starting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it takes like something like that to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I see them just constantly getting work, and so I see their reviews going up, and like there, it tells you how many orders are in queue. Um, even though their rates are really low, like they just they just constantly get get work. And At that so, point, it sounds like you're just pretty much importing the stems into like a template, and then making minor adjustments and send it out. I, that's the only way I can yeah. see that working out if you're if you're like a seasoned yeah. engineer, I guess yeah. you could say. That that's the thing is like in 2020 last year when I did like the 1000 records, mm-hmm. it wasn't quite a template, but it was pretty much like It was organization. Yeah, it was organization mm-hmm. and just like just repetitiveness. I wasn't being creative with the mixes, mm-hmm. it was yeah. more just like so, all right, throw this one out. here. I like these cuts right here on this vocal. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's kind of risky because like if you just kind of if you're charging really low and you're just kind of doing these quick and putting it through templates, you could get clients that are like you know not fully satisfied with the results, and so you're just kind of going back and forth during your visions when 
you sh- maybe you could have just started out by just actually like doing a good mix instead of yeah. Did you do a, a revision? Do you do you have like a limit cap on revision count? Yeah, so uh, I I limit my revisions to two revisions, and anything more than that, it's just like another additional fee that you'd have to pay. And that's all handled through Fiverr. Yeah. So Fiverr is your manager to a certain degree. Yeah, and so that's cool. Yeah, uh, another thing that another advice for for Fiverr users. Um, you have like you have like your standard rates, your base rates on there for like your different tiers, but then you could also offer like additional services like like whether it's vocal tuning or like bouncing out like the instrument instrumental track or sending you stems. Um and if you have like those extra little services, um um those are little other ways that you can charge more for like the overall add-ons. Yeah, yeah. add-ons for the actual That's project. actually a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I tend to do that cuz um I'll get clients that ask me, they're like, oh, and how much is it for a TV mix or for a live performance mm-hmm. mix? And I always tell them, like, it's actually no work at all. The only issue is that I have to go back in and reprocess yeah. certain things because it won't sound like the mastered version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would need X amount just to to make that possible and yeah. make it consistent. Or we can do a quick and dirty way where I just mute certain tracks and that's it. But um, they usually want the quality way, which mm-hmm. I guess ties back into the whole, like, kind of like DK was saying, like, you know, in my experience, any client that is willing to pay you more tends to have more respect for you. Yeah. Tends to be a better quality client overall. And then it's not always the greatest client. I've I've had clients that have all the budget in the world that just sound terrible too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, <laughs> usually those ones being more the case. Often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. But um, with that said, you know the the greatest thing about it is that like you you find a reason that. You know, though Fiverr is a good way to open the door with some new clients. Yeah. Uh, that's the way I kind of see it for you. Like, I'm guessing you've built some relationships on Fiverr as well. Yeah. Where you've probably moved on from Fiverr as a, as a method of payment. Um, like, I've met clients over SoundBetter that I've worked with multiple times on it. Mm-hmm. And then they end up just calling me directly like, hey, can we just not deal with the website anymore? Like, mm-hmm. like I said, not not every service provider is perfect some of them are a little clunky but um usually when they're willing to pay you more um tends to turn out better results there's better communication better respect within the the relationship yeah yeah and you feel like uh the effort you're putting in is more worth it (laughs) exactly yeah um but then uh yeah so going back to what you mentioned about how uh you had some clients on sound better that moved outside of sound better to work with you um, how do they? Because uh, I'm I'm sure Sound Better wouldn't want you to do that, you know. No, so, no, absolutely. Like, ha, so. like, do they have like uh like a policy on just like not communicating about that stuff? Uh, they try to say you know you should keep all communication on their website, but Sound Better is just notorious for having terrible communication. Oh wow, okay. Um, for instance, if you make any kind of customer uh, support ticket, yeah, uh, it the average turnaround time in my experience, I've made a few because of communication issues. Yeah. It takes about two weeks to get a response from them. So, and in, <laughs> sometimes I've had to resolve issues before they even get a re- uh, they get a response to me oh. saying like, "Hey, this is what we suggest happens." Uh-huh. You know, so unfortunately, a lot of the clients uh, that use some of these platforms will run into issues and just say, "Hey, it's much easier for me to talk to you directly." Yeah. At which point, hey, sound better. If you don't like me, I'm <laughs> I'm really sorry, but please yeah. handle your support tickets better. <laughs> yeah. 
So on that note, let's take a little quick break and mm-hmm. talk about our sponsor real quick. Thank you so much to Isotope, who has sponsored the show. Yes. Isotope, uh, we do Always have- Always on my master bus. There it is. There it is. Um, and we're going to, I don't know if you use Isotope, but if you don't, we're going to pressure you right now. Yeah. Like, how about, <laughs> how about you looking to Ozone <laughs> if you haven't already? I use the uh, the RX-8. The oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's dope. Yeah. dope. So yeah, uh, I- by the way, I was just joking. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not. Shout We're holding knives tilt. against uh, against Andrew's throat right now. <laughs> and not not an actual like knife, but knives from Scott Pilgrim. Who? Huh? Huh? You never seen Scott? Pilgrim? I have, but I don't remember who's knives again. Knives is the the, girl? the girlfriend that Scott had when he was on the rebound. The uh, one that got the blue knocked out of her hair. Oh, so I got oh. a girl against me right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, but on that note, so Isotope, uh, you can get a 10% off discount as well as if you'd like a first free month of your subscription. So Isotope has two products. Obviously, they sell their their digital downloads. Um, you can buy them outright and you can get 10% off coupon to that. Or um, you can get your first month free and start a trial for their monthly subscription where you can get all of their plugins uh, for, I think it's like 25 bucks a month. Yep. And uh, first month free, all you have to do is go to isotope.com backslash MM podcast. One more time, that's isotope.com backslash MM podcast. Get 10% off or your first month free on us. So on that note, Andrew, um, and Lou, you were talking about Sound Better for a second there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go a little bit more into that? Uh, sure. Uh, Sound Better is a website where uh, producers, engineers, uh, mas- uh, ma- engineers of like studio recording, uh, mixing, mastering, uh, vocal tuning. Uh, you can have session players on there, uh, singer songwriters, uh, session vocalists. You know, realistically speaking, like just about anybody is available to be hired on their platform, which is really cool. But it's very, very music oriented. In fact, Spotify just bought them out, mm-hmm. so Spotify now owns. Uh, sound better and uh, the cool thing about this is that you can actually find many many people from Grammy award winning mixing engineers to just you know your local LA startup engineer Mm -hmm. Um, hire them for a gig listen to their references just like on Fiverr and all that but the only difference is that um, sound better kind of works on a two tier system you have your basic profile which uh, you can open up an account with them and just wait for somebody to send you a proposal request, Um, at which point you can turn projects away. They can't just hire you blindly. Um, So that's been one major benefit of SoundBetter. But the other side about SoundBetter um, is that um, you have basically a pro account. Now, the pro account allows you to apply for the actual job board that they have. Clients on their website can actually post, hey, I'm looking for a mastering engineer, a mixing engineer. I'm looking for, uh, what was the one we saw earlier? Freddie Mercury vocal impersonator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like they can be very specific with what they're looking for and you can apply directly for it or you could just wait for people to um, ask you for requests. I think I do about 20 to 30 projects a month uh, based off of SoundBetter alone. Wow. Um, and uh, I have a pro account and I actually don't send out requests. I actually have uh, an overload of opportunities uh, in credits mm-hmm. uh, on their website that I just haven't used. So I don't think I could even go through them in a month. Um, but the nice part about it is that it probably accounts for a third of my income. You know, um, that's nice. nice. Yeah. Downside is once again, sound better, please. 
fix your support tickets <laughs> turnaround time. Like we we would love to be able to help our clients much faster. Yeah. I remember when Spotify bought out Sound Better. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, and I was hoping that they would use their money to make it better, but it sounds like they kind of mm. did. Kind of. I mean, if it takes two weeks to tell me, it looks like it works on our side. When it comes to me saying, hey, why isn't anybody telling me when my clients are messaging me? <laughs> um, it obviously doesn't work because I don't know when they message me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, but uh, yeah, so there is, I just want to talk about this episode in the sense that uh, this is an important episode because there are ways of finding clients, not yeah. just working with existing clients, but finding new clients online. Oh, yeah. Uh, bringing up the idea that once you go online, you are an online competitor. And currency means something different across the world relative to you. There's mm -hmm. someone in India right now doing better work for cheaper. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. that's just how it is. So you got to compete and give them other ways to make it more worth it to pay your price, yeah. or you got to charge less. It's, and if you're a session player or something, like... There is an abundance of need for that. Fiverr has a lot oh, yeah. of session players, yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm always looking for like a good guitarist or good piano oh, player. Wow. Okay. Like, and I've uh, somebody actually recommended Fiverr to me in the past because of that. Did you end up hiring someone from, from there? Um, I knew a session player that I was going to call anyways, yeah. but I say this in the sense that I had a relationship that I built with somebody who I had hired in the past. So if I found them through Fiverr and they did a good job, uh -huh. I would just keep calling them. Okay. I've done I, I like local. consistency with my people. Same, same. And, and so come returning customers is pretty high. Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, um, I would say the same thing. I've hired the same vocal person to do voiceovers multiple times. Yeah. So voiceover for ads and commercials that I've mm -hmm. helped run and manage. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but Damn, I'm going to make a fiver today. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, the communication that, uh, like, between, like, the, you know, people who work at Fiverr and, and the people who are on there as freelancers, it's pretty good. They'll always reply back pretty quick. And, um, but, one, but I did get in trouble one time uh, for uh, communicating with a client about, moving outside of fiber um and so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, got, I, I got caught um uh, yeah and so i think uh this client was uh asking me if i could um if she could pay me directly on venmo instead of through through fiverr and i i, I replied back saying that that's fine and um i think that message got flagged and they they, they they saw it and then they gave me a little warning on my account um and so you want to avoid warnings too because that'll hold you back from uh just like going up to like the your next level in that's great in that's the, good to know yeah that's important yeah if i was also running a service like fiverr i'd make sure to set up automation for flags yeah and things like that <laughs> yep yeah uh this is important I, I do want to talk about the dark side of this real quick yeah which there is the opposite side and and i don't know if it's dark as much as just something to be aware of um seth godin uh especially in his last book, but he's always talking about, he's, he often talks about um, one of the ways to increase your career is to find better clients. That's a big point for him. Uh -huh. uh, finding clients is one thing. Finding better clients is another thing. And so let me ask you both. Um, I think you've already answered this question. Were you able to find better clients as far as quality for your end credits mm -hmm. through sound better through fiber? No. No. <laughs> but it does have good income. 
It has a decent enough income to justifiably do it consistently uh-huh. and to make sure that I check it, my messages every morning at 10 a.m., which I do. Um, the only downside is that it's such a competitive marketplace that sometimes people are forced to lower their prices, which at which point seems like you've dropped your standard. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in maintaining your standard. So instead of dropping my prices, I've hired my prices. Yeah. But it also makes me look greedy because then um, – I see people who have, uh, we were looking at it earlier, there's a mastering engineer there with two Grammys, tons of plaques and everything, and he's only charging about 60, 70% of what I charge for mastering. But the reality is, I'm sure that he just solely relies on sound better. But the majority of my wins, uh, all the biggest accolades that I've gotten have been word of mouth and person-to-person relationships. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. same for him as well, the guy on sound. I'm I'm absolutely sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's why instead of having to lower my rates to try to compete online, um, knowing that they're going to charge me a fee and everything and I'm going to make less money doing that on top of that, I'd rather just add what the fee is going to be on top of my rate. And if people Uh would like to work with me as a first-time thing, um, then I'm okay with that. But my biggest successes have always been from person to person. And and this is the thing too, is that I feel like there's two types of jobs, jobs that help you in, obviously get you paid well and jobs that sometimes may not pay as well or may not have as much financial benefit, but mm-hmm. do really well for your portfolio oh, yeah. and for your clout. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes like if I work with someone bigger, I'm also going to be paid better, but uh, I want to be very clear that for anybody listening right now, um, if you want to increase your career and you want to do better, as in the first step, which is making enough money so you don't have to have another job or so you can more have at least more time, more money to focus on this, then I think Fiverr is a great place to start. Oh, yeah. now, if you're doing already really well without this stuff, then just remember um, – this is this is just how the online market works. Yeah. There's too too much competition, and nobody that's about to win a Grammy is going online or on Fiverr, yeah. or, or on Fiverr <laughs> to find someone because they probably know someone yeah. already. Yeah. yeah. So the question is now the question has become, uh, honestly, um, I'm wondering, has there been not even a single case where getting friendly with a client through the website led you? They introduced you to someone that did help your career. In that sense. So the funny thing is these platforms are designed to solely collect their commission off of your work, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. That's mm-hmm. It's a finder's fee. We yeah. pay this all the time as a studio and as engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, the downside is that they will not allow outside communication, which is actually more of – if you think about it, an ass-backwards way of having consistent turnaround clients. Because if your only way of actually having a return client is to turn in the product and stop communication there, then how can you Follow ever build a relationship yeah. and all that kind of stuff? You you just can't. So I'm a big believer in even though if they tell you like, hey, you can't talk to them, it's like, well, honestly speaking, it'd actually make my life a lot easier if we were able to be on a Zoom call while I mix the song, if they're in another state, so we can actually take live notes, listen to it together, reference together and everything. We build a better relationship, and that way, they will hire me more through that site, but I need some form of outside communication. Mm, So I'll bend the rules a little bit, but uh, I have five-star reviews, over 25 reviews on SoundBetter with returning clients and everything, so... Out of a 5.0 star review account, like I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. So I think 
that this is just something to keep in mind um, for anybody listening right now. That being said, I'm sure there's most people uh, are able to do both. Yeah. In the sense yeah. that they go online as well as in-person clients, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the in-person clients are something that they build a relationship with. And this is just something that they build their wallet with. And I, I, I say this partially as well to remind people and to, to promote humility here, you probably aren't worth half as much as you are online as you are in person. So if you're wanting to go in the online game and compete in the field of working online, um, you're going to have to start at for some people, embarrassingly low numbers. Mm-hmm. You, you just have to. And, and that's fine. You can build from there. You keep growing from there. And uh, uh, just remember, though, don't get too sucked up if you're trying to like uh, increase your career in the short term. Um, and I would say, uh, that being said, like I think most people, if, you, if you're looking for more work, which I think is most people listening, and, and uh, I think anybody... Go on Fiverr. I yeah. think at least oh, yeah. having that. And even if you don't, aren't very active on it and you just, I mean, you're not going to do very well if you're not very active on it, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, having that as another source of income, I yeah. think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, well, going back to your question about uh, whether SoundBetter or Fiverr has helped me get better clients instead of just more clients. Um, I think I was telling you earlier, but I did raise my rates recently on Fiverr. And one thing that I noticed is that um, I got I got better. I, yeah, I did get better quality clients from that because I think when you raised your price. Yeah, I think I think it's because the people who are looking to you know actually pay a good amount of money to get a good product. Um, I, th- I feel like those are the people that kind of like my rates appealed to more um, instead of people who are just looking for cheap fast. Um, mixes. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. And cause like when my rates were lower, like I would get people, um, asking for discounts or, you know, expecting a little too much for, for what they're paying. Um, but yeah, one thing I noticed is that from raising the rates, I feel like those kind of people kind of got pushed away. Sh- yeah. Pushed off. Yeah. The funny thing is I tell this all the time. I think I've talked about this with UDK on online, but, um, Part of pricing yourself out is putting yourself into a certain bubble as well. Yeah. Um, jokingly enough, you see other engineers talking about it. It's not a great practice to talk about this online or not, but you hear about people who are like, oh, yeah, the reason I charge my price is because all my clients say, oh, last time I worked with an engineer, he charged me X amount of money and he still didn't know what he was doing. So I just, anybody that tells me that price, I just don't work with. Mm. The funny thing is your price point just kind of dictates how people view you sometimes. Yeah. If if they believe you're worth $1,000, they wholeheartedly will pay that with the confidence that you're worth that amount. But if you put that you're $50, they're like, does he know what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. Does he know yeah. how to record? <laughs> I think consumer psychology is a whole nother like yeah. podcast episode yeah. in itself, but that is, that's why I like you takeaways. said that when you raised your price that you noticed that the quality did increase. Cause in my, yeah. in my past, that's been exactly the case. My, my rate increases every other year. Uh-huh. Um, not because, you know, I get better accolades or this and that, but sometimes, um, give yourself you, a raise. Yeah. You, you give yourself a raise. Yeah. Inflation is a thing. It happens. Uh-huh. I mean, think about it. minimum wage has in, almost doubled in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, but, um, the reality is this too, like, um, at a certain point you charge a rate and you have so many clients that are happy with your services at that rate. 
And there's also those that can just afford the rate period, whether they yeah. know you or not. Uh-huh. So then in order to cut down on the, the influx of work that you have, you had to raise your rate yep. to slow down the amount of people that have, you know, demands for you, right? Yeah. Supply and demand. Yeah. But the, the, the funny thing is this, like sometimes the people who are paying less will just agree to pay more because mm-hmm. they really appreciate you that much going back into the whole respect thing. Yeah. Um, and then those who were only hiring you because you were at a certain price point kind of drop off. And that's okay. Let's yeah. say that you really like them and that's all they can afford. Uh-huh. You can still offer that individual yeah. that price point, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I have an artist, uh, Selena. I love working with her, Selena Elise. Um, she's had the same price point for the last couple of years. I've oh, never raised wow. the price on her. In fact, when we opened the studio, I still gave her her own price point uh-huh. because she's one of the sweetest people I know. Yeah. You she's know? super cool. I like, I like, yeah, I love her. Um, if I ever had a daughter, I hope she comes out like Selena, <laughs> you know, but, um, the, the funny thing is this, like ever since I raised my rates, I noticed that all the problematic clients just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, the 80, 20 rule <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a whole nother episode in itself, I think. Yeah. But so let's cut it off here. Um, I think we've talked about everything here. Um, mm-hmm. For anybody that's looking for more specific advice or for some feedback, are you on social media? I am. What is your What is your best social media for people to reach What's out to? What's your tag? Uh, well, uh, I got I got I got a personal Instagram. I got a music Instagram, but I guess I'm more active on my music Instagram, and it's um, can I plug it in? Yeah, go for <laughs> yeah, it. Plug it. <laughs> it's uh, Acid Rescues Music, um, and then my personal account is Andrew Young K, just a letter K. Um, yeah, if you have any questions or if you want to connect, I'd love to, um, I'd love to do that. Now, I'm just going to say, I love the username <laughs> for acid rescues <laughs> <Yeah>. music. That's <laughs> just awesome. Are you talking about like LSD acid? That's well, well, I mean, like I was at a, I was at a grocery store and I saw like a bottle of stomach medicine called acid rescue. <laughs> I just had an S after that, made that my uh Okay, my so it wasn't about name. LSD. It wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> but um, that's that's just kind of awesome because like I imagined a logo and everything in my head. I think that's really important <laughs> when coming up with a company name. Like can you envision the name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Awesome. Well, on that note, thank you for so much for listening. Thank you, Andrew, for coming onto the show and uh teaching us me. about um Fiverr and online work. Uh we appreciate anybody that's listening. Um once again, if you are new to the show, uh, feel free to leave a five-star review on Apple. Those really do go a long way, as we heard today. Reviews go a long way. And if you would love to take five seconds and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. Um, and check out MixingMusicPodcast.com for all of our links, all of our specials, all of our deals, free things, free things, uh, discounted things, all that jazz. More free things. More free things. So on that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash FilePass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show.